Lavrons Björgelsen would ride off to the south to see to his estate at Folo. These journeys of her father were like yearly mileposts in Kristen's life. Those long weeks of his absence, and then the great joy when he returned home with wonderful gifts. Cloth from abroad for her bridal chest, figs, raisins, and gingerbread from Oslo, and many strange things to tell her. But this year, Kristen noticed that there was something out of the ordinary about her father's trip. It was postponed again and again. The old men from Lopsgard came riding over unexpectedly and sat at the table with her father and mother, talking about inheritances, an allodial property, repurchasing rights, and the difficulties of running a manor from a distance, and about the episcopal seat and the king's castle in Oslo which took so many of the workers away from the farms in the neighboring areas. The old men had no time to play with Kristen, and she was sent out to the cookhouse to the maids. Her uncle, Tron Everson of Sudbu, also came to visit them more often than usual, but he had never been in the habit of teasing or playing with Kristen. Gradually, she began to understand what it was all about. Ever since he had come to Seal, her father had sought to acquire land there in the village, and now Sir Andres Goodmanson had offered to exchange Formo, which was his mother's ancestral estate, for Skog, which lay closer to him, since he was one of the king's retainers and seldom came to the valley. Lavrons was loath to part with Skog, which was his ancestral farm. It had come into his family as a gift from the king, and yet the exchange would be advantageous to him in many ways. But Lavron's brother, Osman Björgelsen, was also interested in acquiring Skog. He was now living in Hodlin, where he had a manor that he had obtained through marriage. And it was uncertain whether Osman would relinquish his ancestral property rights. But one day, Lavrons told Ronfred that this year he wanted to take Kristen along with him to Skog. She should at least see the estate where she had been born and the home of his forefathers, if it was going to pass out of their possession. Ronfrid thought this a reasonable request, even though she was a little uneasy about sending so young a child on such a long journey when she was not going along herself. During the first days after Kristen had seen the elf maiden, she was so fearful that she kept close to her mother. She was even frightened by the mere sight of any of the servants who had been up on the mountain that day and who knew what had happened to her. She was glad that her father had forbidden anyone to mention it. But after some time had passed, she thought that she would have liked to talk about it. In her own mind, she told someone about it. She wasn't sure who. And the strange thing was that the more time that passed, the better she seemed to remember it, and the clearer her memory was of the fair woman. But the strangest thing of all was that every time she thought about the elf maiden, she would feel such a yearning to travel to Skog, and she grew more and more afraid that her father would refuse to take her. Finally, one morning, she woke up in the loft above the storeroom and saw that old Gunhill and her mother were sitting on the doorstep looking through Lavron's bundle of squirrel skins. Gunhill was a widow who went from farm to farm, sewing furs into capes and other garments. Kristen gathered from their conversation that now she was the one who was to have a new cloak, lined with squirrel skins and trimmed with marten. Then she realized that she was going to accompany her father, and she jumped out of bed with a cry of joy. Her mother came over to her and caressed her cheek, 
Are you so happy then, my daughter, to be going so far away from me? Ron Frid said the same thing on the morning of their departure from Urengard. They were up before dawn. It was dark outside, and a thick mist was drifting between the buildings when Kristen peeked out the door at the weather. It billowed like gray smoke around the lanterns and in front of the open doorways. Servants ran back and forth from the stables to the storehouses, and the women came from the cookhouse with steaming pots of porridge and trenchers of boiled meat and pork. They would have a good meal of hearty food before they set off in the cold of the morning. Indoors, the leather bags with their traveling goods were opened up again, and forgotten items were placed inside. Ronfrid reminded her husband of all the things he was supposed to tend to for her, and she talked about kinsmen and acquaintances who lived along the way. He must give a certain person her greetings.